0: Hey guys, this is your travel buddy Shruti and welcome to another episode of Check In Story Podcast. It's all about travel stories and getting inspired by those stories. Our today's storyteller is Rutvi Mehta. She's the founder of photokatha.in where she runs campaigns and with tourism boats and hotels and various brands. And she has loads of amazing travel stories, so let's know more about them. Hi Rutvi. Hello. How are you?
1: I'm very great.
0: How's everything going there?
1: After, I think, my Jordan and Macau trip, I think it was really fun that I saw different variety sides of travel places nowadays.
0: That's great. So, tell us something about Macau since that was your most recent trip.
1: Uh, It was, I think, not what I expected. I thought Macau would be just a destination for casino because that's what I've heard about Macau. Uh, But I really know the trip was more beyond a casino. It was more about art and culture. I saw the history of how Macau was built, uh, different food aspects of Macau. So that was something really interested me. Uh, I think casino is an experience that everybody should try once. And yeah, I mean, I love the food there. The egg tart is really nice. One should try the egg tart. And uh, since the city is very small, you can actually, you know, spend an entire like a week or less than a week in that uh, city completely.
0: Oh, that's, that's lovely. So, uh, d- is there a particular timing where you can go to Macau like some season or some particular month where you would prefer going to Macau? Uh,
1: so, there are different festivals that one can go to uh, Macau. I'll, well, I haven't gone on a festival time. So, I believe that a Chinese New Year should be an interesting part because it will be completely lit. It will have a very different atmosphere altogether. And uh, so yeah, I think Chinese New Year and uh, the winters are something uh, it would interest people to go to Macau.
0: Oh, that's cool. So now our listeners know where to go in winters. So that's nice. So what made you shift from hospitality to travel? Um, like when did the travel bug bite you? Like,
1: yeah, that's something a very interesting question. I get that very regularly. So because it's very different. It's not a very different industry, but yeah, uh-huh. it's part of the industry. So, what happened is I was working full-time with a hotel called Four Points by Sheraton in Navi, Mumbai. Mm -hmm. And I've been a pure hotelier for seven years. But a couple of friends of mine had just started travel blogging then and I got very intrigued to do. I used to travel before, but I've never thought of travel blogging or as such. So, I started traveling when I was 16 or maybe beyond that also. I mean, maybe around 10 or 11 because my first trip, I remember, was to a destination called Kolapur where my parents lived there and I had to go alone from here. So for me, travel actually uh, came very young enough, but it's just that I never documented it. And uh, the shift actually happened from hospitality would be about five years back when I just left the full-time industry and went into freelancing.
0: Okay, that was interesting. So, basically, your love for travel made you shift. Yes. That's nice. So, I read that once you rode an auto rickshaw for 3,000 kilometers, like, okay, how is that experience?
1: I think any person in India or any person in abroad has to experience this because this was completely a different experience of my life. I never thought of doing something so crazy, but it just happened that I was motivated by people and I decided to go ahead so two of my travel blogger friends were going to be in india for the rickshaw run i had heard about rickshaw run in 2006 because they were staying couple of them were staying at my hotel but i was not sure that i would be part of it while driving or riding it so um, they asked me that could you help us with pr and marketing and uh, social media so i said yeah sure of course i know the media industry here and i can help them out and then they said that, why don't you, in fact, do it with us? Because then you would be the first woman to do this. Uh, Indian woman who has lived in India. There have been a couple of Indian women, but they have not been in India. They have been from UK and they have been driving. So it was a, a very different experience. Um, the terrain is very different. It starts from desert and it ends at uh, northeast, which is the completely hilly region. So And driving a rickshaw is completely un- something that I can't explain because you actually need to know a lot of technolog- technical parts like um, you need to know how to use petrol and oil combination in the and after every um, hundred kilometers you have to re in you have to reput the uh, oil and petrol so it's a very different experience also it's not very safe because there's no airbags there is no safety security so, You have to think about the entire process, you have to plan your entire trip, you have to also see where the petrol stations are, where the food is going to be, because everything is on your own, so it's quite a different experience and i think um, when i had an accident at guwahati uh, which is about 100 kilometers my race was getting over that was something that was really different i was completely hurt but i saw how indian community or the indian people actually come to your help it doesn't matter what creed are you or what caste are you or what nationality are you because i was with only foreigners, i was like 11 guys and it was only me so they actually came on the spot to help us took us to the hospital and since they did not even understand Hindi. I mean, they don't understand Hindi. They didn't even understand English, a couple of them. So, getting, uh, getting me to the hospital, getting the paperwork done because it's an accident case, um, the, uh, the Assam police was pretty helpful in that. So, overall, it was a great experience um, to understand the Indian culture and the Indian uh, traditions
0: and how India is
1: actually a safe country to travel.
0: Oh, so this was the accident you had while riding the auto rickshaw?
1: Yeah, it was during that.
0: Oh, so, did you continue the ride after uh, having an accident and after getting all the medicines done?
1: So, the other thing is, uh, where my accident happened was a very, very small village. It was called Bongo Gao, which is in Assam. And from that location, the race end was about 100 kilometers. Okay. Now, the idea was I was actually okay. not sitting with my own, um, it was not my own rickshaw because we had four rickshaws together. So, uh, the second rickshaw is where I was sitting because my, um, uh, my friend who was with me was unwell. So, the second rickshaw was where I got an accident and uh, I was supposed to be in the hospital for about two days. Now, the decision was if I stay back in the hospital for longer period of time, that means we'll miss on the dates to reach the last destination. And my own team would get disqualified because the accident was not with us. But one member was less. So, um, there was a big decision that I had to take. And um, my friend said that, no, you guys, I mean, you need to take a rest because you're hurt completely. But actually we didn't take that decision. I went halfway in taxi because I was not able to sit in a rickshaw, the wounds were open. And rest of the... about 30 kilometers I went in a taxi, rested for a while. And then later I went in a broken open rickshaw because the entire top had... uh, became open because of the accident. The front shield had gone. So in an open rickshaw I finished another 60 kilometers with my team. Just because they don't get disqualified from the event.
0: Wow. I mean, oh. that is amazing. That's like, that's like no matter what happens, let the journey go on. That That's the spirit, I would say. That's, that's nice. Yeah, it was great. Cool. So apart from this, uh, you had backed climbing Mount Everest Base Camp as one of the nine winners of the Kingfisher Blue Mile, the TV show. So tell us something about it. Hmm.
1: Now, another experience that I I think I have my grandchildren to listen to is is Everest. (laughs) I'm very lazy as a person. I don't like walking at all. That Even if I have to go to a market, I'll take my car or my bike and go. So, I don't really like walking that much. So, I generally, like a couple of my followers and my readers um, tagged me in this cart. They said, no, no, you have to go for this try. And I said, you know what? I can't do this. But I still thought, let me at least try and see if I even get through the first round. So to my surprise, I got through the first round. I was called at Bangalore where they did actually the test of rock climbing and swimming and a lot of other things. I would say fortunately, unfortunately, I don't really know what word suits there but I got through that first league when there were about 60 people from all over the south and the Delhi region and um, who were selected out of so many entries which had come. And um, and there was a video session that we had to do with Gulpanak to check the, how is our... Uh, a dialogue delivery during a video with her because she was going to be at the TV show along with us and um, Gulpanag and me are very close friends because she's also a bike rider. So for me, it was easier for her to connect on um, uh, On the TV show or other mock um, Video as well because we know each other pretty well so maybe that in, uh, introduced the producer who's Neha Dixit. She's one of the lovely travel person in India she runs a lot of show on ndtv good times and she mentioned that then she said that you know i think we should keep her as a winner that's what the background story is what i heard and all of a sudden i got an email saying that i'm one of the nine winners and i was extremely shocked because i did not expect myself because my performance was not that great was okay it was not that great in the rock climbing and a lot of other things which was there but my video was very nice. So they said that we like to train you if possible and take you for Mount Everest. So initially I said no. Because it was only 20-25 days for me to go to Mount Everest. And I was absolutely not prepared because I've never climbed a hill at all. I like literally i have not done trekking. So they said that, see we'll, we'll announce you as a winner. See if you can get yourself trained in Bombay itself. So I started hunting for a trainer right at my house. Because I don't believe in gym at all. I believe in cardio right at home. And he trained me for about 20-25 days and his name is Yogesh. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it really helped me to uh, bring up my uh, lungs and my knees capacity. Um, I could do great in Everest, whatever I thought of. But um, not that great, I would say. But while but I never gave up. That was the point. Like a lot of people gave up out of the nine people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was struggling. I mean, while uh, coming down, I actually fell down and... Uh, I had a small uh, knee injury and the shoot had to be stopped for about a day because I was not able to perform or I was just lying on the bed and everybody was around me. So I found a family there and uh, I, all my trekkers with me was like a family to me and uh, I managed to get myself better and then I finished the entire Everest. So yeah, it looks like that whatever trip I do, the en- the end of it, something has to happen.
0: Well, Ruthvi, I must say you have had some crazy adventures along the journey and I'm sure this was fun. Wasn't it? Like the Mount Everest, the whole thing.
1: Yeah, it was quite a lot of fun because, again, as I say, I can give a lot of stories to my grandchildren. (laughs) So, yeah, it is great. But I must say, I
0: really salute your spirit because in spite of being injured like multiple times, you still continue and you finish the journey and that is really amazing.
1: Thank you so much. I believe I'm, I mean, I'm not a very strong person by head sometimes, but um, in such situations, I've always seen reacting at situations very great. So I think that's what I, and that's when I think during your travel, you actually realize your strength and your weakness. I wouldn't say you realize your strength and weakness when you're doing a full-time job or you're, you know, going to office every day. Whenever you travel is, you realize what what lacks in you and what is the best part in you.
0: Exactly. And I think that's what matters, you know. So, how often do you travel, Um, Till
1: 2015, I used to travel like every month, 10 days. Mm -hmm. Or maybe sometimes I would be out of the country for about a month and a half. But 2016, I've reduced my travel, so I'm mean, from Jan till now, I've only done about three countries.
0: Okay, so do you always travel with some company?
1: So ideally, I have mostly done all my trips, I would say 90% trip solo travel, because nobody wants to spend one month in Malaysia, because they have to go back to their jobs. So, I have always travelled alone most of the times. Unless I've been invited by a tourism board, then there's a group of travel that I've gone with. What's
0: your take on solo travel? Like, people travelling solo, any tips there? Or do you like it more than travelling with a company?
1: It's always said that two-company is a great company. I, I don't say that solo travel is great or, you know, uh, group travel is bad or solo, I mean, being... Uh, in a couple is that it depends on a personal choice that how would you like to do it so uh, in terms of solo travel i think now it's become a big swag that oh i'm a solo traveler and this but initially people were traveling solo so it's not very big deal to be a solo traveler in india or in any other country it's just that people are using this for their media bias or something but solo travel is fun because you get to experience things that you would not actually do it when you are with a person or with your group, everything is coordinated for you, everything is there. All my learnings of my life and my lessons have come from my solo travel. So, solo travel, if you want to understand your perspective, understand how strong you can be, how motivated are you, are you a person who can be independent or, uh, or are you a person who is dependent, these are questions that actually come from your solo travel and doesn't come from your group travels. So yeah I mean uh, that's great but also along with uh, solo travel I would say that if you want to travel with a company ensure that the company is something that you really enjoy because otherwise you might end up going to travel places that you really don't enjoy that place because you have some weird memories of that and that has happened with me so I very specifically choose my partners of travel now
0: yeah exactly and I think that's that's what matters to make the travel more fun and actually live the whole experience cool so how do you save up for these trips that you take
1: so uh, i do a lot of freelancing work for uh, tourism boards for brands for hotels for travel companies and uh, they hire me as a strategy person for digital marketing platforms online brand presence so that's how it uh, supports my travel as well and i've saved quite a lot before which is now come into like zero so again i have to start working this year so If I plan to continue my traveling in that spectrum, so... Yeah, basically
0: everything that you earn, you kind of save it up and then you put it in the travel journeys that you have along the way. Yes, I do that. That's that's great. So, um... I know you've travelled so many places but I'm sure there are many places that are yet to be explored. So Rudvi, tell us which is that one place that is at the top of your bucket list right now and why?
1: That would be Antarctica. That has been on my list from the time I've understood what ice is. So yeah, it's very rare people in in the world actually can go to that place. So I have been trying to eye on it, but it's it's a very expensive deal to go there. You need a lot of permission. Uh, one of my bucket list was Lakshadweep, which is in India, and which is again a very difficult destination because of permissions and how beautiful that place is. I managed to do that last last year, so Antarctica should be. I don't know. I'm not planned yet. The when I'm planning to do, but yeah, because of the penguins and because about the location, the iceberg. I think I'm. Um, that's why I love Antarctica.
0: Cool. So, we hope that you go there very soon and then you have loads of stories there. And then we'll have another podcast wherein you'll tell us your Antarctica stories.
1: As far it says in Middle East, inshallah. So, I'll say
0: inshallah. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, we were talking about your travel journeys and you traveling to so many places. Obviously, you'll have a story when you'll go to Antarctica. But I'm sure you must be having a story from the places you've already traveled. So, which one's your favorite travel story you had from your trips all the way?
1: There's something very interesting that I thought I should tell um, your readers or your listeners is that um, everybody, most of the people have always seen sending loads and loads of media bytes saying that, you know, India is an unsafe country and it's very difficult for a girl to travel and this and that. But this story that I'm going to say, is very small, but it's, it's actually left a very big impact in my life and the people who I tell is because they don't believe it really happened. So this was a train journey that I did uh, from Mumbai to Kerala. I was completely unwell. Um, I was going to Kerala tourism office because my work was there for about a year. I was doing a project with them. Um, I did a very last moment booking in the train because the flights were really expensive so, I did not get a third AC or a second AC. I actually got a uh, non-AC division. And it was a peak time in Kerala. So, there were a lot of people who were traveling that destination. So, I had my seats. I was sitting there and um, I was sick because I had got diarrhea and I had got a little fever. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I was trying to get a place in the AC so I get a better uh, place and I can rest the entire journey. Because it's a long journey from Bombay to Kerala. So, um, but in the hurry, I forgot that I did not have wallet. I did not have money in my pocket, and you don't have ATMs on trains that you have to wait and take out the cash to give it to the uh, the TC checker. So I was contemplating that how do I do this? So while doing this, I was talking to my mother and I was talking to a friend who is. Uh, I was about to reach Pune in the train, and uh, there was a person sitting opposite me, and he had seen the Kerala tourism book in my hand. So he started mentioning about Kerala, how he has never been there, and he started talking to me and that. So while I was talking to this friend, I was telling him that I'm completely sick and I, you know, I really need to transfer, but the TC needs money. And I forgot to remove the cash. I only have 500 right now. So that guy who was opposite me he actually heard that, and to my surprise, he actually offered me 3,000 rupees. So and I was shocked because. First, I couldn't understand that was he trying to joke or second, was he trying to get something in return from me or I, I just completely didn't understand. So, I said no, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't take this or something. He's like, no, just have it. Your friend lives in Pune. You I, This is my address. You can ask him to transfer the money if that is the case. And I still can't believe he actually gave me the money without any... He just had the number of my friend and that's about it. He just gave me that money and he left. I, it took like 30-35 minutes for me to take that money from him because I was a little uncomfortable but it was so genuine on that person to actually help a stranger person to give money so that I can actually transfer myself from this to that and uh, however my friend immediately actually met him at the station and gave him the money but it was some it was completely that I would not think that any stranger would do something to help somebody at least in a money matter for that sake and that too you don't have any relation we spoke for only like 15 minutes before that So this is something really opened my eye that, you know, no matter what people say about India, there's, I think, if you are a person who's a person who has a good heart and um, if you think, if you take things positively around you, it is definitely going to be positive.
0: Oh my God, that was really strange. You actually met an angel along the way. A strange angel, sort of. Because that rarely happens, you know. And I can totally understand your dilemma because you were totally in some other state. Even here in our own state while even going somewhere or, you know, when we are out with our friends and we forget our wallet, we get so taken aback. Like, you know, we are like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? And all. So, in fact, you were pretty lucky to find that man. Yeah, I was. I was totally. So, from there, let's uh, shift to capturing the travel moments. So... Ruthi, do you have any tips for you know how to perfectly capture the travel moments like how to get perfect travel pictures Hmm.
1: now that's a very difficult question so i would say if you're doing a solo travel the best thing is to carry a tripod with you so that um you can take your own pictures against the background uh that actually i've started doing recently because initially i was not very keen on taking my own pictures i was more keen of taking the uh, landscape pictures. In case you want to keep memories about your pictures with the landscape, then that's the best way. Also, uh, there are a lot of tourist places that you might want to go. So, and people say that no tourists in the frame really looks bad, but actually not. If you have, if you have a group of uh, tourists standing in the middle of a location, then it looks bad. But you have like couple of tourists, it does give a, it does give you a, um, a perspective that how large is that landscape against a human being. So I usually use that kind of a photo to show that you know that, oh, the the pillar is so tall than a human being. So that's the kind of perspective I try to give. So that's a couple of tips that you can do. And if you have a very handy smartphone, you can capture great small videos and the photos. Nowadays, I've started doing only mobile photography.
0: Well, that sounds interesting. So this was about capturing travel moments through photography. Uh... Do you have any tips for people who want to write about their travel journeys, like capture their travel moments through blogs or some kind of articles? Do you have any tips for those kind of people? Yeah, I
1: have a couple of them. So, I was mentioning earlier that I am a person who travels first and started writing later. So, uh, I never wrote down a diary to remember stuff. I just remember those places through my memory. So a couple of things that you can do if you want to note down your journey that make a travel diary where you note down your stuff, where did you go, how did you go, what all did you experience and at the end of the night when you're going back to your place to I mean your room or a camp or something you can write down what happened that day. That helps you to uh, write down a blog in a certain manner that uh, which will follow and you keep the interest similar to what you do experience. So, that's one tip because I don't uh, see myself remembering the place much. I mean, I remember the place but the experience is only what I remember. Also, you can write short information about the destination so someone can actually take a quick guide of that place and take it with them. Because nowadays, people don't really like to read long articles depending on the person's interest. So, it's great to have short articles unless there is a requirement for a long article. So, you can do that.
0: Okay, cool. Rutvi, those were some interesting tips. I'm sure our listeners got a lot to take home from that. So, from all the tips and the travel moments and the pictures and the blogs, let's come to your venture, Photokatha, which is a very interesting name. So, tell us something about it. Uh,
1: So, I started Photokatha in 2007. We were going on a trip to Gujarat uh, for the Kutch Festival and uh, Gujarat Tourism had actually invited us so when i say us it was another two friends of mine who were part of Photokata. now they're doing their own work so they're not anymore a part of it because they were uh, not looking to do this full time and then mm-hmm. the journey started a photo with stories which is what photokata means and uh, creating moments from your pictures is what i do also i converted this into a digital marketing platform as well because mm-hmm. um Every other photo that you see on Rishul yeah, does create a story. So, somehow it just coincided with each other and uh, that's how Furukhata started. So, across a lot of countries, Forukata is known because of the name, that it has a very Indian name to it. I didn't want it to keep anything in very English because since my root belongs to India, I wanted to be very uh, how Indian as it possible. Even my logo is designed in a certain Indian standard as well. So, that's how Photokata started and um, currently, Photokata does digital marketing for a lot of travel um, uh, companies, uh, does blog management for new companies and for also does consultancy for, for social media for a lot of brands in Dubai. So, uh, we do quite a lot in um, both. And apart from that, there is also a travel blog. Um, I write my travel stories, my experiences, my food experiences, event experiences, maybe a product experiences. So, on Photokatha as well.
0: Well, the website sounds a lot of fun. So, guys, please do check it out. And for all you guys, I'm putting the link in the podcast notes below. So, you can check it out there. So, Rutvi, tell me, which is that one food item for which you can
1: travel miles? Hmm, that's an interesting question. I think in current scenario, it would be egg tart. I think I just love egg tart. It, was, it has become such a big thing in my life that I think I would actually travel all the way to eat just that egg tart.
0: So Macau has given you a new food, love? Yeah, totally. So egg tart it is. So from egg tart, let's move to our next fun round. That is the rapid fire round. And do not worry, you don't have to panic. I have put some really simple questions here and you have to answer them like real quick. Okay, so let's go. Yeah, go ahead okay one thing you can't travel without my backpack tea or coffee which is the best travel drink tea mountain climbing or river after river cool given a chance would you prefer a spontaneous trip or would you like to plan the whole thing spontaneous trip that's adventurous now Camera or Kindle? The better companion while traveling? Camera. City or countryside? Countryside. Yay! So we're done with the rapid fire here and you were really
1: nice. That was cool. It was such an easy one.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I told you. Uh, So, Rudri, on on an ending note, do you have any message or tips that you would like to give to our listeners?
1: Yeah, I think my favorite line that I always say is, um, travel to create memories, then actually counting the destinations." So travel just because you want to go and see a location don't count how many times you've been there or how many new places you've done that's one tip and second tip is try squeezing all your weekends to go and see your city because you will actually explore your backyard much more beautifully than going to any other place
0: those were some really amazing messages that you gave our listeners and some really good notes to go home with Okay, Ruthvi, so thank you so much. It was an amazing message and thank you so much for this fun podcast. I had so much fun talking to you.
1: It was great for me to share the stories uh, to your listeners. And I actually like the concept about sharing the stories uh, in an audio format, in a podcast format for um, check-in story. Uh, it gives a message also. You can also motivate people to travel by listening to real-life experiences. Because I think in today's world, people really want to know uh, a real like experience than any branded content which is there in the market. So this way, uh, a lot of people would be interested to know more about the destination. So great, I quite enjoyed it.
0: Well guys, that was Ruthvi Mehta and to know more about her and if you have any more questions for her, you can follow her on Twitter, Snapchat and Instagram and you can even check out her website as well. I'll put the links in the podcast notes below, so go and click on them right away. I hope you guys enjoyed this one and we'll be back again with more fun, more stories and some crazy stuff. Till then, keep hitting the road and travel safe. This is me, Shruti, signing off. And for more such interesting episodes and stories, do not forget to subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud.